0: Welcome to the Kingdom Revival Culture Podcast, keeping you in touch with Faith Mountain Fellowship Church in Red River, New Mexico. You know, the love that Jesus Christ calls his body to is an amazing, everlasting, unconditional love. And this podcast is just one of the ways that you and I can build each other up in that love. So to start, just enjoy this message, and then please contact us with prayer requests, feedback, or anything else you'd like to discuss at FMFC podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from everyone interested in helping create a kingdom revival culture okay so we have been walking how many of you are first-time visitors never been here before look around welcome you guys we're so glad you're here um It says a lot when you come on vacation and you come to to the body and we are all the same body, amen, and so we're just glad to have you here. We've been talking about throughout a lot of the spring and summer about operating in God's authority and His power. Everybody say authority and power. Power. Uh, Okay, you know that God has given us those things, right? Jesus accomplished this. In Matthew 28, remember what He says, as He's getting ready to ascend. He says, all authority has been given to me, therefore you, everybody say that's me, (laughs) go and make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all the things that I've taught you, and I will be with you till what? even to the end of the age. So Jesus is saying, I'm releasing this authority that I've been given, that I've taken, I'm releasing it out into you so that you can accomplish the call that I have for you. Amen? So we're, we're looking at what are some, some things that can hinder or can help us in that operating in His power and in His authority. Um, and today I want to go to a subject that um, I try to talk about at least two or three times a year, and that is forgiveness. Now, some of you right now, when I said that, got a knot in your stomach. And I want to tell you something. Today is the day of freedom. Amen. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Salvation, we think of being born again. And now that's certainly a part of it. But salvation is the ongoing process as we are being conformed into His image. Amen? And so sometimes there's things that hinder that. There's things that we choose or we allow in our lives that hinder us from, abs- from giving God all of that we have. And unforgiveness will block the move of God faster than anything else I know of. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that today. It's going to be a little different um, a, a view of it maybe than you've seen before. So I'm just, I'm just asking, Lord, would you just give us revelation Uh, Father, an understanding as we bring this word. We know that this word brings life. We know this is good news, and so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, so we're going to start out in kind of a weird place. We're going to go to Leviticus chapter 24. We're going to look at the law. This is one of the most, uh, out in the world, this is one of the most famous scriptures uh, out there, and it's the law of an eye for an eye. So let's just read in verse 17. Uh, remember, this is the Lord is giving the, the, is, the Jewish people the law. And He says, Anyone who takes the life of a human being is to be what? Put to death. Okay? Anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution. Life for life. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner. Fracture for fracture. Eye for eye. Tooth for tooth. The one who has inflicted the injury must suffer the same injury. Whoever kills an animal must make restitution. Whoever kills a human being is to be put to death. You, uh, you are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. I am your Lord, your God. Uh, that's an interesting scripture because I'm gonna we're going to move over to Matthew 5 here in just a second. So I'm going to go ahead and get myself there. Um, this is called the law of of restitution or retaliation, excuse me, That is that the Lord is giving the people. All right, now, it might be interesting that we talk about forgiveness and I talk about the law of an eye for an eye. Uh, Let me read you just some information on this this particular law of retaliation. Um, Only one eye for one eye, also known as an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth, or the law of retaliation is the principle that a person who has injured another person must be penalized to the similar degree. And the person inflicting such punishment uh, should be the injured party. So in other words, I'm so glad I don't have to do this, is if you poke me in the eye and my eye pops out, then I don't have to come back and pop your eye out. I I just don't want to do that. I don't care if I'm mad at you or not. I don't know about you. Um, But this law was put into place for an interesting... Listen to this, because it says... Um, I lost my place here in a softer um, where did I go in a softer interpretation, it means the victim receives the estimated value of the injury and in compensation. The intent of the principle was to restrict compensation to the value of the loss in law in other words, loss excuse me in other words, they put this law in so that you just broke one arm if in it wasn't so that if you broke somebody's arm, you got to just kill them completely. You know, it was a law that was put into place to keep order, right? We need, God created institutions like government. Is that right? Does the Bible say that? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I know when you say government, everybody immediately gets a little nervous. and uh, But God instituted government. He ins- Back then in the in the Old Testament, first of all, he wanted to be their king, but they decided they wanted their own king, so they had priests and kings that, that ruled the people. Uh, we fast forward into the New Testament. We're going to look at Matthew 5 here in just a second, but that same law had to be in place in governmental institutions, right? Because if we don't have uh, the police and, and and military and those sorts of things that control that keep people within their bounds we have chaos or a- anarchy right amen. and what does the enemy want chaos and anarchy amen. right god put so thank the policeman next time he gives you a ticket because he's trying to save your life That's right. i didn't get a lot of amen's on that one <laughs> dan is answer amen in big time and so what i want you to understand okay is there is a law that's still in place that there has to be, you know, to keep people from just running wild. God has put that in place. So what happens is we begin to move into relationships, and we want that same law in place. Now we're going to look at Matthew 5. As Jesus has come to the earth, and he is now, what he's doing is he's starting to transition people from law to grace. His time on earth was teaching and, and preparing people to transition from law to grace. Okay? So Matthew 5, in uh, verse 38, if I can get over there. Verse 38, that is not right. Where am I here? Matthew 5. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, 28. You know, Chris at Bethel Church, we're talking about He was talking about one of his sermons the other day, and he has a tendency to stumble through when he's reading the Bible and stuff and, uh, in a sermon, and he just goes, uh, oh, I was just preaching in tongues. <laughs> I was reading in tongues. So when I do that, I'm just doing it in tongues, okay? Verse 38, you have heard it said, this is Jesus speaking, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We just read that. Verse 39, but, everybody say but. I tell you not to resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Remember, Jesus is starting to prepare us from law to grace. Verse 43, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your friends and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes, I thought this was interesting, he says, he causes his son, and he's not talking about Jesus, he says, I own the sun, by the way. You know, I own the moon, everything that is created, I own it because I created it and I'm God and I created it for you. Amen? Amen. And he says, I caused, he caused his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Then he says this scripture that, that used to just bother me so much. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Um, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, what do you think the people sitting as Jesus is preaching to them, how do you think they must have responded to that or thought about that when Jesus looked at them and said, and by the way, because they've never heard anything like this, right? They have heard eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Hate your enemies. Remember David? He hated his enemies. Well, guess what? We're on the other side of the cross and our enemies, Pastor Blaine always used to say, our enemies do not have flesh. They're spiritual darkness. They're the enemy. They're the the spiritual powers. Ephesians or Galatians tells us about that. And so, Jesus is making this transition and he says, you be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Well, how many of you can do that? Except with God, guess what? Jesus wouldn't have told us to do it if we couldn't do it. But we do it in His power and His authority, right? And the word perfect doesn't mean don't make mistakes. The word perfect means be loving. All of a sudden, we're going to... He's transitioning their thinking from this law-based right and wrong. If I'm right and you're wrong, you're going to pay the price. And God is saying, hey, I'm, I'm moving you into grace, and all of a sudden, he's going to start talking about love and forgiveness. And that's something they haven't had before. Remember, they've been without a prophet for, what, 400 years now. And so the law has been distorted, and, and there's all these men's rules and regulations. And Jesus is transitioning, transitioning us to this place of walking in grace and freedom. Amen? Amen. We ought to be excited about the freedom provided. Jesus tells us to lay down being right or wrong to be loving. That's hard to do, isn't it? Amen. In fact, I think it's close to impossible without the power of God. That's right. So when you try to do that in your own strength, you will never accomplish it. It has to be through Christ. Amen? And through His Spirit. Amen. All right. I'm having trouble with my cord here today. Um, I want to turn over to Luke 23, verse 34. And I'm just going to quote it, and uh, Katie probably has it up there, or will have. Anyway, Jesus is on the cross, okay? He's between the two thieves. He's dying, and he makes this statement. He cries out to the Father, and he says, Father, forgive them. For they do not understand what they're doing. That is the message of the cross. The purpose of the cross was what? Take away the sins of the world, right? The message of the cross is Father, forgive them because they don't understand what they're doing. And if that message works for me, which it does, and it works for you, it has to work for the people in your life. If if I didn't understand what I was doing when I was lost... That principle, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. Um, it doesn't, and, and fast forward now, and Miss Betty taught us this, and this is, such a, this is such a truth. I want you to hear this. Let this go into your heart today. Let this go into your soul. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. Have you ever sinned against a brother or hurt a brother or sister? Well, family member, loved one. Of course you have. When you did it, Most likely, you didn't do it on purpose in the first place. Possibly, maybe, when you have an older brother, they do. I'm not sure about older (laughs) brothers. My older brother's going to be here this fall, I think, and and I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick on him. (laughs) (laughs) I believe there's a special place in heaven. There's a little corner reserved for older brothers. There'll be a gate around it. They get to go to heaven. They just don't get to run around the rest of heaven. (laughs) But I've forgiven him. (laughs) So we're talking about a principle of, Father, forgive them, they don't understand what they're doing. It doesn't mean they don't know that it's wrong, okay? It means that they don't understand the consequences that it's going to cause. And I don't know that there's anybody out there really uh, that I've met that is purposely trying to to hurt and damage people. They're trapped just the way I was trapped. And it can be believers, too. But Father says, but Jesus says to the Father, forgive them because they don't understand what they're doing. So that is the message of the cross, and that has to be the foundation of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not an emotional decision. Forgiveness is an act of faith. It's an act of obedience. And we were talking, the intercessors were talking this morning, I think it was Mary was saying, faith is a choice, right? I mean, you you have to choose to obey. You have to choose to step out. So we're going to look at, at, Forgiveness and unforgiveness, just a little bit today. Unforgiveness is what happens is when we walk in unforgiveness, it means that we become the judge. And we want to judge this person. And Jesus says we can judge actions. We judge fruit. Those sorts of things, we're called to do that. But we're not supposed to judge people. That's, that's Jesus' job. Father doesn't even judge us. The Bible says Jesus will be the one that judges us. And we already stand judged in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? And so what happens, the Bible tells us, and Jesus just quote. I just quoted this, but he, all throughout the New Testament, He talks about, you must forgive as your Father has forgiven you. And so I want to, ha- some of you have heard this, but I want to give you just a quick teaching on forgiveness. Forgiveness is towards a person and God says, you have no choice under the law of love, the law of Christ. Forgiveness is that, it, Pastor Wayne said it this morning, it's the first act of mercy, Amen. okay, is forgiveness. The first act of love is forgiveness. And we're called to love. And so it's towards a person, not towards an action. See, Jesus died for every person on planet earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we have to be willing to forgive because Jesus was willing to forgive. So when I say that, and and Lenny and I minister a lot, um, what happens is people, they get confused in the point. They think what we're saying is we're justifying something that that person did or did not do, and that's not the case. It's towards the person. And you know what? All I have to do is in faith, out loud say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive you for that sin. And guess what? They are forgiven. And you don't have to forgive them a hundred times because that thought comes back. What comes back is what the Bible says is resentment. And resentment is towards the action. Resentment is towards the thing that they did or did not do, the thing that we were, you know, that they fell short of and resentment is that tape that plays in your mind over and over and over but they didn't do this or they didn't do that so when you forgive somebody when you step out in faith and say in Jesus name I forgive you then that's complete if you said it in Jesus name guess what that accomplished that forgiveness and you don't have to deal with that unforgiveness anymore what you have to deal with is the resentment so different make a Make a distinction between the person and the action. Does that make sense? Yes. So that once you've forgiven them, now we have to deal with resentment. And it's hard. Because depending on the offense. And we can be, we can be mad at We can be unforgiving towards God. We can be unforgiving towards ourselves. In fact, we're going to have a testimony in just a minute about that. But we, mainly we're in, we can't forgive people. If we can't forgive God and we can't forgive ourselves, right? In fact, for just a moment, I'm going to bring a a brother up here, uh, and he's going to share. Tom, are you around here? There he is. I'm going to let Tom share just a quick testimony about forgiveness because I think it's really appropriate, and then we'll move on from that. Yeah. See the revelation from God, from the Holy Spirit, from the Word, it just opens up a a new world for you. So if anybody is dealing with that, you need come forward and uh, be grateful. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, that's good. Now one of the things that we have to understand is when we don't have our identity in Christ And we understand who we are in Christ, who you already are, because we talked last week, you know, a third of you is spirit man is already seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus right now. A third of you, uh, in Nigel's case, that third, that body is done, but that's just a container. Your spirit, your soul, your body, that's what we're, that the battle is for in, in, when we're believers in Christ, is our mind, our will, our mind, our emotions, those things, okay? And so if you don't understand how much God loved you, if you don't understand that He died for you, when you're born again, you're a new creation, amen? Right. Old things have passed away. Well, then we end up like Tom, and you go, well, why do I keep doing this? Is It's because we get our eyes, we let our flesh nature, which is dead, we let it come back, and we allow it, and it happens to us all, okay? And so, one of the greatest gifts God gave us was a gift of repentance, okay? Can I pray for you and for me and for this, my family for a spirit of conviction and repentance daily. Miss Betty used to tell us it's a revolving door. You never get out of it. When I, when I take my eyes off the Lord... And I allow myself to get caught up in something that I shouldn't be involved in. As soon as I realize that, if I just turn my eyes back to Him and go, God, Jesus, forgive me. It's not for Him. He's already forgiven me. It's for me. And so that forgiveness of yourself, like Tom said, you can only forgive as much as you can forgive yourself. And so realize unforgiveness, doesn't matter whether it's towards yourself, towards God or towards another person, is sin. And it will destroy your life. Amen. It will destroy your physical body. Amen. I guarantee you. The Bible's clear about that. And doctors and, and science now has proven that. Bitterness and, and anger and all those things. That causes physical diseases. So today the challenge is, will you choose to forgive? And I, I've heard it so many times. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. I don't have to know what they did for you because I know what Jesus did for you. That's right. Amen. And it's an, it's an act of obedience. It does not say what they did was okay. Amen. Okay, do you understand that? Yes. It's just saying, I forgive them because I want God to move in their lives. And you may not want that, but you just need to because we're called to love. Is right. that right? So. Forgiveness will stop the move of God faster than anything I know. Okay, and so it's a choice. This is good news because I've I've had the opportunity this in this last week to talk with several people and walk them through a for forgiveness and the most... I love it when I see that because you just see a weight lifted off of these people. Young man I was talking to this last week uh, that I had led through some forgiveness the week before. He said... Every day, I just feel light. I feel free. He said, and guess what? The Lord showed me someone else that I didn't even know I had unforgiveness. And He said, I, I just forgave and it's And He's getting freer and freer and freer. And that's what we're called to freedom. Amen? Because we have the good news. We have the message. So those of you that aren't dealing with unforgiveness take this message and use this get this word out okay all right i want to end up this morning i want to go to ephesians chapter 4 and i'm going to be in um, the amplified and i'm going to be in verse 30 30 and through 32 I want to end with this, and then we're going to um, have a time of communion. Let this Word wash over you. Let this Word come in and change you, okay? This is such good news. Verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him, By whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption. The final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let me go back to this. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay, because the Bible tells us He's jealous. Okay, and He's jealous for us. It's God living in you. And when we walk in unforgiveness or bitterness or anger and all these things, it grieves Him. And you can't walk in power without Him. And you can't change lives around you without that power. You can't change the atmosphere. You can't, you know, we were on fire a month ago. Remember that? Our focus, our prayer was, there was fire. There were people losing their homes. (laughs) I try really hard not to complain. (laughs) Yesterday, you know, it's like, it, yesterday morning was 38 when I got up. At, we live in the Upper Valley. We get a, lot, a little different weather up there. But it was 38, and we couldn't get our house above 64. We had the doors wide open, trying to warm it up. And it's cloudy, and we have had a flash flood on Monday. And I'm, my flesh wants to complain so bad. And then I think where we were, and I go, God, you're so faithful And we're going to see that in reading, And we're going to see communities that choose the body of Christ to come together in unity and not grieve that Holy Spirit, not allow unforgiveness and and denominational lines to break us apart. God will move and the region will be touched for Christ. And we believe that for this region. We believe that for the regions that you come from if you're visitors. Amen? So do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because He has marked and sealed us for that day of of deliverance from the consequences of sin. Aren't you glad that there's a day coming when we're no longer going to deal with the consequences of sin? And we're dealing with those consequences. The Stromberg family is dealing with consequences. We deal with consequences of our sins. We deal with the consequences of the sins of all the people around us. There's still consequences. Sin is... It's been over, overcame. Jesus overcame it. But there's still consequence. There's still a stain left on the earth. But there's a day coming when it's gone. Amen. Amen. And we're never going to have to deal with it again. And I can't wait. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. Perpetual There impre- I'm going to speak in tongues again here. Aminos. I cannot say that word. I tried all week and not anos- I'll oh, just forget it. <laughs> After I had a drink of water I could say it. <laughs> Resentment, strife, fault finding. What's he saying? He said let all these things and slander be put away from you. Get them away. You don't have to deal with them. They're not from God. Identify who your enemy is. He doesn't have flesh and blood. He doesn't have skin. Put him away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse. Be kind and helpful to one another. Tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to walk in freedom. Today is the day to cut the chain that's held pe- some of you back for years and years. I, don't, I cannot tell you how many families I've seen torn apart because of unforgiveness. And it's just, it's senseless. Because it doesn't, it's not justifying what they did. It's choosing God. It's choosing life over death. Is that right? So I'm going to ask our intercessor to come up right now. You guys, come on up. And we're just going to allow you to have a time to pray. Uh, If you need prayer for healing, whatever, we're we're going to have just a moment. And as they're doing that, please do not sit in your chair and walk out of here carrying unforgiveness because it will kill you. You may have a loved one that you know is dealing with that. Now's the time to come and let's, there's power in agreement. Where two or three of us come together and pray together, there's power in that. <clears throat> so I'm just, we're going to put some music on and we're going to be going into communion in just a second. And so the Bible tells us to prepare our hearts for that. Just, I want to remind you, here's, here's what I want you to do. When I used to prepare for communion, what I did was I focused on everything that I did wrong which sometimes we need to repent, that's fine, that's, that doesn't take that long, you repent. But I want you to focus on what God has done for you. Yes, amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Thank you. Let's focus on the solution and not the problem, amen? amen. Alright, I know, I know there's people that want to pray. Don't let fear hold you back. This is a safe place. This is a place of freedom.